So I definitely wasn't necessarily frugal, frugal, but I always saved money. So as an intern in college, I had a well-paying internship. I saved like 90% of my check. And I've always just had that mentality coming here, being raised by a single mom, an immigrant. I just, I understood the value of money at a very early age that maybe I didn't, I didn't understand the investing part of it, but I understood the saving part of it. So I would say I was good with that. He's not as money conscious as me, meaning he doesn't, if we didn't have a budget, he probably would spend a little bit more. And he does sometimes spend a little bit more that like, if he goes to the store, he's like the husband that comes back with like too many things. And I'm just like, wait, like, what did you do? Welcome to Couple Money, a podcast focused on helping spouses get on the same page, dump their debt faster, and get on the path to financial freedom together. I'm your host, Elle Martinez. This podcast is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. Coastal's mission is to help you live a better life by offering you a better way to bank. Learn how by visiting bankbetter.org. Are you saving up for something big this year? If you are, you have plenty of company. Fidelity released its 2020 New Year Financial Resolution Study and found that 53% of those working on finances had saving more as their goal. That's great news, considering on average, we're not really saving enough. According to Go Banking Rates, when they asked more than 5,000 adults about their savings balance, 58% had less than 1,000 saved and 32% admitted to not having anything at all in their savings. That is a very vulnerable position to be in. So if you want to turn things around and really ramp up your savings this year, I think you'll enjoy today's episode. I'm going to be sharing tips from one of the super savers and favorite guests I've had on this podcast, financial educator and Journey to Launch creator Jamila Souffrant and her husband saved over $80,000 one year while living in New York City. And to make it more interesting is how she was able to get him on board. There's some great ideas on how to approach not just the process, but enjoy the journey together. Joe Mecca from Coastal Credit Union and another super saver is also back on today to break down his goals for this year and how he's saving up for them. In this episode, we're going to be looking at why your savings rate matters, where and how you can get started with saving in your budget, and how to set things up so you're automatically saving more while still enjoying life. Let's get started. First off, what do I mean when I say savings rate? Some think that savings is just what you have in your bank account, but that isn't necessarily true. Your savings rate also includes what you're setting aside long-term, like any investments you have for retirement or related long-term accounts like your health savings account. Or if you're taking advantage of options now, like a flexible spending account. The idea with tracking your savings rate is that you're focusing and putting your attention on how your hard-earned money is working for you. When you take your savings rate from what's typically advised around 10 to 15% to a larger portion, like 30% or more, you're not only hitting your goals faster, you're also shifting your mindset. Mindless spending gets replaced by conscious spending. You're more thoughtful because now you understand you have options with your money, and that can be powerful. 
Now, there are couples who start off big with their savings and just continue, but in many cases, it is a process. Like Jamila, you may be a natural saver, but your spouse may not be. So how do you encourage them to save more? It starts with defining your why. And it wasn't until I was like in my early 30s, and by then now, like I started, to, I got, I had, I've gotten married by then. I think I was pregnant. I was pregnant with my first son and I had a long commute. I mean, I still have a long commute. And I remember one day it took me like four hours to get home. So typically it's like a, yeah, it's, it's crazy. And I was pregnant and usually it takes like an hour and a half. So it's not ever short. So, but the fact it took me that long and I was pregnant, I just, it, like I had a breakdown and I just said, I can't do this. Obviously, like I can like live closer to my job or get a job that's not as far and maybe that would help. But it, it wasn't just about the commute. It was just about I just felt like I was like living a life that was not me. As you heard for Jamila, saving more wasn't just about having a certain amount in the bank. Rather, it was about having more options and flexibility, specifically having work be around her family versus feeling like the opposite was happening. So how about you? What are the big goals that you are trying to save up for? Besides the financially smart move of having an emergency fund, and maybe if you're planning on buying a house, getting that down payment ready, is there anything you want to save that will enrich your quality of life? Are you looking to include more travel this year? Would you like to explore a new hobby or dive back in with your current one? Whether you or your spouse are natural savers or not, it's important to realize that when you come up with a savings plan and you're trying to increase that rate that you're going for, you want to give your money a job and a purpose that aligns with what you value and prioritize. Over a series of conversations, Jamila was able to nudge her husband towards increasing their savings considerably. First, when I started to read the blogs, I did start sending him things. So he kind of knew where I was going. He kind of started sending him articles and I started like mentioning things to him like, wow, wouldn't it be cool if we were able to retire early or, if, you know, if I didn't have this long commute and I can be around for the boys a little bit more. And so he kind of saw this, I think, coming to like head. And so when I came home and I told him, I think I texted him first. I said to him, you know, if we were able to save this much you know, we, we would be able to have this much like in X amount of years. Took it slow. We didn't just jump from, you know, contributing his 4% to 50%. We, I told him, you know, let's, let's think about it. Like we can do maybe a few percentages a month. And we started doing that. And then one, one month he just said, you know what, let's just do it. Let's just, you can, <laughs> you can adjust it so that it's the maximum. So if you haven't already, set aside some time to define the one or two things that you're saving up for. You want to make sure that you have that financial foundation firm. So if you don't have an emergency fund, definitely add that to your list. But also make sure that you're understanding what you're saving up for and why. I recently caught up with Joe from Coastal Credit Union. He's one of those natural savers. And we were talking about our savings goal for the year. And for Joe, it's a mix of the practical and the fun. So uh, the big thing right now is I've been saving for a new car. And I started doing that once I paid off the, the one I'm currently driving. I had yeah. My plan is to actually purchase a new one in 2021. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually pretty happy with what I'm driving right now. And I might try to stretch that out a couple extra years. But I'll still continue to save toward that. Also travel. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd really like to... I'm on a mission to finish visiting all 50 states. 
So I'd like oh, to get in a couple nice. couple trips this year to maybe knock out a few more and maybe do an international trip. So when we talk about saving, some people like to do like a percentage off the top. They're going to do X amount in the savings account. Others look at a certain amount per savings. I'm curious, how exactly are you planning on saving in 2020? What's your method? So in practice, it's always like a, for me, it's a set dollar amount per pay period, but I'm aiming toward a percentage. Mm-hmm. So um, like my goal, my goal is to actually save 50% of my income. Now, when you are saving for a goal, whether it's big or small, the question that comes up, of course, is where do we get this extra money so we can save more? I cover in greater detail in my free five days to 5K course, but I do want to hit on some of the big points so you can tackle it. And it boils down to three different paths. You can go ahead and cut and optimize your expenses for your current budget. You can be strategic with your spending ahead of time, the big purchases, making sure that you're saving a significant amount of money that you were going to spend anyway. And then, of course, you can earn more money on the side. Now, one of the low-hanging fruits when it comes to finding money in a budget is looking at where it's going now. And as Joe pointed out, there's one area in the budget where many couples could take a second look at. The easy one's food. I have found, particularly in my case, but I know it's true for a lot of people, is dining out is a mm-hmm. huge expense uh, and it will eat up a lot of you, even your discretionary spending. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, you're just, you're spending money that you've given yourself permission to spend every week or every month, it's really easy to eat up into that literally going out to eat. Um, so I would say, you know, take a look at what you're spending there. If you, you know, delay going out to eat or, or forego going out to eat and decide to cook at home a couple extra times a week, maybe take some leftovers for lunch. I know when I do that, I find suddenly I've got all this extra money. And I don't really you know, know where it came from. And it's because I didn't go spend it out at restaurants. Um, but if you are going out to eat too, there's other things you can do. Maybe you know, go out to lunch instead of going out to dinner yeah. where you get the same food for usually a lower bill um, or even just spend a little less while you're there. Maybe have one less drink than you had planned on or skip dessert, skip the appetizer. So you're still getting the experience of going out, but mm-hmm. the bill's a little bit smaller. And if you repeat that over time, suddenly you, know, you find you'll have a little bit extra and you can put that aside in, into your savings. And once you start saving with your expenses, whether it's negotiating on bills or it's finding better deals on the purchases that you were going to make anyway, so for me, I automate mm-hmm. nearly everything mm-hmm. um, on payday, you know, paycheck comes and automatically deducts for 401k and mm-hmm. health savings account. So I try to max out both of those every year. Um, and then that money gets deposited into a checking account, but I've got uh, automatic transfer set up. So on payday every two weeks, yeah. there's, a set, there's a set dollar amount that will automatically move over into the money market account for some you know, shorter term savings. segment is brought to you by Coastal Credit Union. If you want to live better, you got to bank better. Find out how at bankbetter.org. Before we wrap up, I want to share a few key takeaways I got from preparing this episode, as well as a money tip that you can use this week to bring you one step closer to your big goals. The first one is as a long-term goal, See if you can align your finances where you are able to live off of one income. 
Typically, this is not an overnight thing, but if you can begin to shift things in this direction, you'll be giving yourselves a huge leg up. Start off with making sure that all of your essential expenses and obligations can be covered under one income, and then see if you can start moving over your regular day-to-day expenses too. Now you have more options with that second income. Definitely, you could put it towards saving up for that big goal or your other financial plans that you have for the year and beyond. Or if one of you wants to step back and you want some more flexibility with your career, you can because you know at least the essentials are covered so you have that safety net and the income coming in. But then if you want to pivot or change careers, this can allow you to do that and it may not only help you financially but be a better fit for your quality of life. The second key takeaway is when you are trying to optimize your expenses, one of the best things you can do is focus either on big wins or easy wins. And I want you to base this on your personality. What motivates you more? Is it the little quick wins that you can see the progress or you don't have a lot of time and energy so you might have time to negotiate one bill a week or every other week and you want to make sure that it counts? Whichever way you go, just choose one method and follow it through. You'll see the results that encourage and motivate you to continue on until you finish going through your budget. And then finally, this is the money tip that you can use this week, is join or create a support network. Saving a significant amount of money can be challenging and there are going to be times when you feel discouraged. Being a part of a group with similar goals can keep you motivated. And if you're looking for a group, I want to suggest please join us in the Thriving Families group on Facebook. Our goal is to help one another out, not only with encouragement, but we swap ideas so that we can reach our goals faster. Just head over to couplemoney.com slash FB. We hope to see you there. I hope this episode helps you save for your big dreams. If you have a minute, let me know what it is this year. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Couple Money. As always, I'll have the resources we mentioned this episode, including the full original interviews we highlighted in the show notes. Next week on the podcast, we're looking at earning more on the side for your goals this year. Joseph Hogue will be diving into some ideas for income streams that you can try out. And he'll also share his own system, So if you haven't already, make sure you're subscribed. You don't want to miss out on that episode. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, you name it. Our theme song was by Gentle Regime and additional music by Lee Rosevere. Finally, and most importantly, I want to say thank you so much. I appreciate your support and that you're sharing your favorite episodes. I love this. I want to make money a way to connect instead of being a wedge in marriages. I hope you have a wonderful week. Take care.